Hello, welcome friends. It's Cindy with the Metaphysical Wisdom Podcast. I'm here with Kathleen Horvath. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, Cindy. How are you today? Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so grateful that you said yes to the invitation. I've been tracking you through all your offers recently, seeing that you're really busy um, sharing information and opportunities with people about the new year, Chinese New Year of the Water Rabbit. So I'd love to have you share uh, with us those highlights and um, also yeah you have a lot of depth in uh, feng shui you've taught all over the world you've studied um, we have some things in common we're both familiar with the five element system and astrology so I mean this conversation could go in a lot of directions and I'm curious to see where it will go but I'd love to start with just inviting you forward to share what brings you um, alive and what makes you passionate about this topic and um, yeah how is it how do you see it being really relevant now in the world okay well um, we could be on here for days but we'll, we'll we'll try to keep it keep it to um, you know just a short interview today but um, yes it is a very busy busy time of year um, around February 4th of every year we have this big recalibration of person space and time and what I mean by that your person is your astrology that we always start there because what I do is a very personalized view of looking at all of these energies that happen and then we will be looking at the space which is the feng shui and then there's a timing piece that's involved as well. So I I look at this model. It's also called the cosmic trinity, where you're looking at astrology, space, and feng shui, and then time. And I have a proprietary calendar called the Time Blazer. It's a personalized calendar based on your birth chart. So it really is dialed in in a very personal way. So you'll probably see a lot of things on the web right now about you know, the rabbits and the tigers and, and the dogs, all the 12 animals uh, of the Zodiac. And what I like to do is, yes, address all of that, but really taking it to that next level. And that next level is looking at your space. And your space is, um, when you're looking at the feng shui of your space, it really is looking at achieving your goals. That's what feng shui is for. And and another way of looking at it is when you adjust the proper alignment of your space and you get into the more vibrant areas of your space, and there's always some very good ones, and there's also some challenging ones, here is really the, 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 the quick way of getting yourself in a better positioning is get in those vibrant areas and avoid those um, those more uh, unsettling ones because they're they're going to happen. Now I'm specifically talking about the annual energies. The annual energies will give you quick results, um, and it will start actually you know either enhancing your life and turning it into a direction that you want. But if you ignore these and whether or not you you embrace like, oh, I'm going to be doing feng shui this year, whether you embrace it or not, you know, those those positive and challenging energies are in your space. So knowing that piece of information, I think, can steer you clear of some some obstacles along the way. And then, of course, because um, we, we're right kind of at the time of this live interview, what we're doing is looking at a solar lunar calendar. So in the solar lunar calendar, we actually started feeling um, from the lunar calendar. We just had the lunar festival that happened on the 22nd of January. And then it's the, the culmination is two weeks later where we look at the solar calendar. And this is where we look at the recalibration of your space. So it's a it's an important time right now to start thinking about. Uh, where are those best areas in your in your space? And you know, I have these compass dials, and I'm happy to give those away. You know, as a as a free gift to your community. But here's the thing: you want to um, start thinking about 
Um, where are those really good areas in 2023 during the water rabbit year? So I would be looking at my favorite areas are the south sector, the southeast sector, and the north sector. So if you have a front door, um, an office, or an, an area of, uh, of high activity, that's where you want to be in 2023 because you're going to have less, less problems. You're going to be more in flow with this incoming energy for a year, and then it's going to change into a different, different uh, vibration. But I really want people to start thinking about another really big seismic shift, and that's called the period nine. It's a 20-year energetic, and this energetic is going to be very much important for everyone's space. And it is a north-south axis that we really are going to be looking at the most, and but especially that south sector. The South sector is also considered the fire element. We also have um, certain animals that are sprinkled around the compass style. And specifically in the South, there is the horse, the um, animal, you know, of the, in the Zodiac, the horse. And if you have a horse in your chart in your year, month, day, or hour of birth, then you are already aligned with this particular energy. So here's the exciting news about the 2023 water rabbit. It's not just about these annual energies that I just said that it was about. Mm -hmm. It's actually positioning yourself and getting ready for this big, 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 big shift of period nine. So that's why I want people to really focus on the south sector. If nothing else this year, you can't do anything else. What is in your south sector? Mm -hmm. Um, so we want it, we want it to be um, inside of your floor plan first and foremost. And we want it to be a very usable area. So if it's like a bathroom or even a kitchen, that kind of kind of drains out that energy a little bit. But you know, if that's architecturally what you have there, that's what you have. And then if you but how you can enhance that would be making sure that everything works in your space, everything is. Um, functioning, not broken. Um, and then if you if you have a space that is a building that you own or you have control over, then go to the south sector outside and then maybe um, enhance it with some nice landscaping so that it's very vibrant. Do not, do not, do not, do not put exterior water as in a, a fountain, a pond, a swimming pool, that's actually going to take out the fire. We don't want a fire water clash there. So the thing that I really would love to see is, you know, some really vibrant plants or some nice statuary of some sort, maybe even putting a fire pit. Those are nice and popular in the U.S. anyway right now. But if you live in an apartment building and you're on the 25th floor, well, then your limitations are going to start happening because of that. So you have to do the best that you can do. So that's actually some of the things that I'd like to address positively about the space. But the ones that I really want you to watch out for is the Northwest sector that has the more challenging energies this year. We also, and this is where um, we we are looking at what's called the five yellow. The five yellow basically is a very, very um, strong uh, energy that is kind of a like emperor or empress kind of um, energetics. And we don't want to disturb that. The, the, you know, that those top leaders don't really want to be poked at. So what I mean by that is we do not want to do renovations. We do not want to be moving big pieces of furniture um, because that's going to activate that space. So after February 4th, the Northwest sector um, needs to be as quiet as possible. So if you have a front door there or a garage door there, if you can avoid using it and find an alternate door, that's great. Again, if you live in an apartment, you probably have one entrance and one exit. Well, you probably um, might be a little bit frustrated by that right now, but 
if you do and it's located in the northwest you are you are probably going to encounter some challenges so what i would do in that area is put a lot of metal um, and the kind of metal i have truthfully because i can move it around from from location to location is you know those plates um, for lifting weights the big heavy weights mm -hmm. uh, and i just get those plate the 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 metal plates and i place them about a hundred pounds um and i think that's around like 40 or 50 ish uh, kilos. I'm not sure how, how wide your reach is, but um, you know, you can put in one of those calculators of how much metal you need, but the larger your space, the more the metal, if you live in a very palatial home, you may need more metal than that. But if you are going to use the metal weights that I suggested, you have to leave them there. They're not your workout weights anymore. They're a feng shui adjustment. So if you're going to um, do that, that would be one of the, the 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 strongest recommendations I would make is, is that Northwest sector, put some metal there to appease and, and drain that heavy um, energy that's there, which is the five yellow. The and other sector that say, I would... Um... You could do that outside as well with the metal, put something metal outside, or you're talking specifically indoors now. You could you could actually do both if you had some sort of statuary, but I prefer it inside inside if you can. Now, you might have that sector completely missing from your, your floor plan, which we don't like actually, because this is only a year's energy and maybe on the long-term energy, maybe you're missing a wealth sector or maybe you're missing a, a relationship sector. So we do want to have it intact. And that's, you know, and truthfully, sometimes when these things get triggered and you feel, oh my gosh, what is happening in my life? It's actually a life lesson that most likely could have been avoided when we think back of some of the things that we've had, but we've now triggered we've triggered something in the house or in your office that is now creating some issues that we can no longer avoid or or ignore if you will right so what we're trying to do is not trigger those and deal with them before they happen but sometimes you know that's that is what's going to happen there um, another sector that i would be very concerned with especially if you have health issues already but we don't want to trigger health issues is we don't want to um disturb the east sector so the east sector holds what we call the illness energy for the year and so that's what i'm saying if you're already immune compromised or have some sort of health weakened immune system you know it's an area that i wouldn't even want you to be in spending a lot of time in but again this is where you can put another um heavy weights in that area as well so those are the two sectors that I would be cautious of. There's a few others, but those are the big ones. And then I gave you the big, um, you know, positive ones. So really it's go for the gold, go where the energy is good. Sitting right. in the vibration of that north, south or southeast sector, really beautiful. Um, and and you want to avoid the ones that are a little bit challenging. And every year they're going to be shifting into new new areas. So this is a way where I mean, I look at setting up my space as part of me achieving my goals. So do I want to sit where there's going to be obstacles and it's going to be so hard to achieve them? No, I'm going to get where it's more vibrant and easier for me to achieve them, easier for me to find resources like helpful people or, you know, in, a, in the business world, it could be like an affiliate or a JV partnership or a, um, um, you know, it could be it could be help from, you know, a coach or something like that, that you have found that you've attracted in this year or a guru of some sort. This could be where you are using the space to help you achieve your goals. So I hope that helped um, as far as, um, and, and like I said, there's compass dials that I offer um, at no charge that, you know, you can put it maybe in your notes to get, um, yeah. you know, have them um, just go ahead and click on that and, and they can, you know, DIY their space for themselves. Yeah. 
But that uh, workbook you sent me, I was really impressed with the the depth. Of oh, well, thank you. That was my annual event. That was a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, uh, would you like to hear a couple of the of the animals on which ones are the the good animals this year, and which ones yeah. are the ones you should watch yeah, out for? Definitely. Okay. All right. So, you know the the top animals this year. Um, I'm going to put even almost in that sort of number one area is is the horse. The horse has what's called the moon star this year. It has several other things, and, and every single animal has some good energies and it has some challenging ones. So the the goal on this one on these animals as well is for every person to try to trigger do activities towards the positive ones because if you don't you could you could by doing nothing some of the negative ones could surface as well so we'll just talk about the positive ones though here um the positive of of each of the of the animals or the highlights of a couple of the animals let's put it that way so the horse i like because it has the what's called a moon energy and it is located in the south. So I like that south that south um, access. So be in the south. And if you have a horse in your chart, yippee for you, um, because this will bring um, this energy of the moon. So the moon is specifically about research, doing, doing, um, you know, kind of your your business dealings behind the scenes and you kind of want to keep those ideas a little bit closer to your chest and then when you're ready to launch then you you know you take the market by storm so this is also you're going to be calling in helpful people and the helpful people are again more behind the scenes they're going to be more you know just trying to uh help you be successful they don't really care about any any sort of um uh outward validation now it may come with a cost as in you might need to hire a coach or something like that that's going to help you from the behind the scenes but you should be able to attract in a a person that's just right for you and what you need to do this year what if you don't have a horse in your chart who cares? Go in and be in the South Sector and you can activate that horse energy. So you see how it companions up with your chart. If you have it, it's even better because you connect up with it. And this might be a good opportunity for me to tell you as well about the um, the different pillars in a person's chart. So the year of birth, if a horse was located in your year of birth, it is going to be about your your brand, your, you know, like what is your, your outward image, your reputation. So that's your website, your social media, um, your networking efforts. It's about who you know and how to level up. And I'm telling you, if you have a horse in your chart, level it up this year. Um, so, you know, really attend, um, you know, because time is money, attend those groups that are really going to help you. It's also about your social circles. It's about those friends that say, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? And you're miserable. But, you know, when you're when you're talking to, you know, that friend that's not so, so, so close, it's more of an acquaintance, but you do see them uh, maybe at networking events or things like that. Or maybe maybe you you've met someone at at some sort of function or celebration, but they don't really, really know you. So that is what the year of birth is about. But it, those people are the connectors and can help connect you to other people. Then, have, uh, yes. Okay. So I always thought that I was a horse. And then I realized I'm a snake because my birthday is January 20th. So I was going with the year 66. So you have four colors in your chart. Did you run your chart? Did you run your chart through my software? No. Oh, okay. Run your chart through my software while okay. I'm talking this out. And then we can talk about your chart a little bit. And that would be sort of like a hands-on of what like you would be experiencing and what others would be too, just to kind of see how it will all go. So do you want me to just say the URL or you got it off of the, the, the workbook that you... Um, you can say yeah, it for those that are okay. So you can do you can go to www.freebusinessastrology.com 
and then just put in your 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 email. Um, it's gonna put you on on my list. You can always opt out, and then you put in your your um, day and time of birth if you know your your time of birth. All right, I'm gonna explain like the a little bit of the the scenario here. So, okay. So we, we talked about the year and then when you do your month of birth, your month of birth is about your, is about your, um, character, if you will, mm -hmm. it will be about your work and the, what you're best suited at doing. And so this one's actually a very important one. Like, you know, you spend a good deal of your time and it is about, you know, anything to do with your career or your job, if you're employed, then your day of birth, that is about your, it is about your, um, having having your personal development, if you will. It's also about your partnerships and mostly your intimate partnerships, but it really is about you and, and your decisions that you make. So it's a very, very important pillar to look at. And then the last one, if you know your time of birth, it's quite important because it is your investments. It is about your how the money that you've gotten all through your life and how you use use it to make your life better through investments it's also about your goals and legacies so this is your this is this is your your goal setting how you are achieving your goals and then it is um it's also about um your kind of your brainstorming ideas as well so if you know all four of those and you put them all together, it actually paints a very interesting picture. So were you able to pick up your your chart? Uh, no, I, I didn't do it. I'm, oh, you didn't do it. Okay. So going back to your question. I will go do it. Course, and I do have the workbook. So I, I remember seeing this in the workbook, all these sectors you're talking about. So right. I'm excited right. to go back and fill that in. Yeah. So, so basically um, when you were saying you thought you were a horse, but you were a snake, you sounded like you were born at the end of January. So in that particular year, what had happened was, is you were born right before the transition from the snake to the horse. So you have what's, what, what's called a very cuspy energy. Yeah. So I can tell you um, the snakes have um, some nice energy this year. I'm really happy to see the energy of of the 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 snake, the snake there. And a snake is also a fire animal. So you also are getting ready for the, if you will, the uh, period nine. And and another thing, you're a female. Females are very much. It's very period nine is very much about. Um, is very much about um, in uh, women's empowerment. So being a female, you are also there, technologies, metaphysics, all of those are very much going to be um, front and center and focused. So people in those, with those um, type of, you know, work or attributes will, will do quite well in period nine. You were born in the month of January. So you also have an ox in your chart. And so um, the the ox this year is I'm going to put that as a neutral sign, if you will. Um, so um, um, and then, I, you know, then we got to look at do you know what hour you were, were born? 1037 a.m. 1037 a.m. So then you were um, born in the um, hour of the. um the, the snake actually. Um, so you actually have two snakes in your chart. So that is where we're going to be seeing, um, and it's okay to have two snakes, it, but this is a very, also very spiritual um, animal, if you will. So, so again, a fire animal, very spiritual. So, you know, doing what you do is also um, quite, quite important. Um, and you're, and you're kind of following what you um, want, you know, th this path of, of metaphysical, um, you know, track is, is very well suited for what you're, what you're, what you were um, 
born with and what and, and how you're bringing it to it to light. So I'm really happy about that for you. So the day is a little bit different because you can't, I mean, it's like, I, I wouldn't be able to go back to the year that you were born and, and go into each one of those days. So that's why you'll have to run it through my software to do that. But um, that's how it can help you um, quite a bit. So, um, so since we don't have your chart, I'm going to go back to some of the, the nicer animals and what they're going to be doing this year. So uh, the other thing that I want to uh, let you know about is the rat. The rat has um, what's called fortune virtue in 2023. And so the virtue, so that's really about prosperity. And so the other thing that it's very good for is it's also a good positioning with one of the systems that we overlay on the compass dial without getting in too much detail, but it is activating also the period nine energy. It's going to welcome in this energy this year. So again, I can't emphasize enough how important this 2023 water rabbit is, not only for the year, but to set your pace to get you going for period nine and getting getting your systems in place and all of that. So the North sector the period nine, where is that? come from that because in ah, okay so there's there is um and we're going through a very very unique time right now Oof, are we going through a unique time so there are 20 year cycles that make up a 180 year cycle if you will and they th these 20 year cycles um we are in currently for the remainder of 2023 which is period eight and you probably have heard um, the lucky eights and people, you know, like the number eight and eight, eight, eight. And, you know, those are because it was a fortuitous number. Well, after this year, the this period eight is going to descend. The energy goes quiet for another 180 years as the period nine ascends. So it is a pretty big seismic shift of mm -hmm. uh, going from one period cycle to the next period cycle. And the period that we're in, again, won't we'll see again for another 180 years, but this one is going into the cycle of metaphysics, big, big, big innovations like, you know, the thing that we see in technology, you know, and, and the fast uh, you know, the fast pace of technology anyway is kind of mind boggling. But what we're going to see over the next 20 years is going to literally be out of this world. I mean, I do believe we're going to see things like flying cars. And I mean that and believe it or not, well, you might already know this, but those are already being tested. One of my clients in Silicon Valley, and that's as far as I can go with that. They've been testing these for for at least five to seven years um, that I have been associated with them. So I know that that this is, it's just not ready for the general public, right? Um, so, you know, we already know that self-driving cars are are here. We, we um, see space travel. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we are, um, have the, the, the first works of, you know, living on other planets and things like that. It might be in test mode, but I believe we're going to be there. So we're going to see all these incredible advancements. We're also going to be seeing incredible um, new breakout stars in entertainment, um, which is a fire, which is fire, right? Visibility is fire. So anyone, anyone that's doing anything that would have visibility, a podcast, a um, uh, you know, even, you know, uh, a, a streaming TV show, those kinds of things, those are all going to be, um, as we saw, and, and I'm going to even say, thanks to the pandemic, it has forced us to become more creative, more innovative of getting our message out there. And it has opened up many possibilities for small businesses like yours and mine. Mm -hmm anyone with the right effort and the right heart can be known on the internet today. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, you know, obviously it takes a, a good effort and work, but 
depending on why you're doing it and and the motive of who you're trying to serve is important as well. But that is something that's going to be definitely on the rise as well. Like I said, metaphysics, why people are looking for answers and traditionally they're not finding them. So they're turning to these subtle energies, again, to people like you and I, to find the answers. And really, this is something that I have always said, I do the yin and yang of business. You need to come to me as a client. I do business feng shui. I predominantly, my clients are business people, um, top titans in Silicon Valley, all the way to solopreneurs, but uh, in mostly, mostly entrepreneur, solopreneur um, companies is what I work with. But with that said, we are, um, you know, definitely looking at, you know, ways of, um, you know, boosting that energy over over this next these next these next few years, especially the next 11 years are important for every one of your listeners to get, get you know, really get what, what they can to to move up. But you know, you have to come to me already with, you know, willing to take the action, like your business plan, your marketing plan, your, if you're doing social media, your content um, creation plan of, you know, what, what you're going to be doing. And I'm going to help you. And that's the yang side. That's the action part. And the, what I help you with is the inside. The inside is looking at the subtle energies of your, your birth chart, looking at your space, are you using it to its optimal um, level? And then of course, launching your products, programs, and services with the Time Blazer, my um, my my uh, proprietary calendar, and that will, that will help solidify this nice yin package, but we need to have the balance. For as much that's happening, if you do, if you are always doing yang, 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 yang activities and never tap into the yin, that's the quickest, that's the quickest way to get sick, disease, burnout, um, failing faster instead of, instead of really analyzing things in a smart way. Um, but there's so many tools, as you know, of helping people design the life that they want versus, you know, oh, I've got this job and these are my duties. End of story. That that's, I think, living life to a fraction of what's what is really your potential. Mm. So, OK. All right. So now basically, are you saying then that a nine sector that we're moving into is about becoming more aware of the subtle energies that are actually dri the driving force of the physical reality. And yes. when we start to engage with that yin energy, yes. of subtle, um, nonlinear, quantum, let's say, yes. source, that um, then we can start designing our life from the inside out versus trying to manipulate it from outside. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Although when you use the word manipulation, and I also use the word when you're manipulating um, the space, or you are adjusting the space is a nicer way of saying it that you're also like triggering that energy as well. Mm -hmm. So, so even though there's a physical manifestation, I'm moving my desk from this location to this location, because that location's better for 2023. Um, I am, I am, I'm giving actually an acupuncture um, to the space. That's what feng shui is. It's right, moving stagnant energy out. And yeah, you're moving that stagnant out. energy. You're getting things moved. And, and how do we do that? We do that a couple of ways. We either do it through um, water activations um, with, you know, you're placing water in a certain area. You do it with fire activations that could be where you're lighting a candle at a certain time you're actually moving maybe a heavy object um and what i mean by that is you know moving a you know a big piece of furniture um and actually i i have under uh, much of my furniture i have it's either on wheels or it's it you know those um furniture glider kind of things because if i need to do an adjustment it you know it I'm, I don't want to break my back so or hurt myself. So I use something to assist me, assist 
me in that way. So um, anyway, so that's that's a definite good way to, um, you know, get get that yin going, because when you do that, it is going to affect your 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 inner sensibilities. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. our our body and our inner bioflow is always communicating with the outer bioflow, right? Right. Right. Correct. Well, Correct. Well, it's really um, deep. And um, it reminds me of how what you said about when the pandemic came and everybody went online. That's what I saw because I had been interested in something similar to feng shui from an Egyptian perspective called biogeometry. And I had read the book and wanted to take the courses, but they were in Egypt or, you know, other parts of the world, Malta, right. different, difficult places for me to get to. Right. And then with um, the pandemic, for the first time ever, the training was offered online. And so I was able to do it online. And so that's what I'm seeing in what you're saying is that even though this eight, we were in an eight year, we're still, we were at the end of the eight year in the cusp of an eight and a nine year, these right. things are already starting to take shape and reveal and point us in the direction of what's coming is right. that we can access information from wherever it is, from wherever we are, if we have the interest and the Absolutely. desire, we just Absolutely. have to be receptive in what you're saying, I think. Um, is that we can arrange our environment in a way that is receptive uh, specifically for what we're made for. And by learning about what we're made for through our astrology and adjusting our environment to reflect that, we craft an environment just like animals in nature. They create environments that rejuvenate them when they sleep. And right. We've created our environments that make us sick if we're not consciously creating them. Hello. I mean, it's also, you gave a perfect analogy of an animal's nest, right? So, you know, every year around springtime, right? Um, you know, most animals, I'm talking about landed animals at this point, uh, in the sea, it's a little bit different, but they also, you know, they, they're also moving their energy to get to their habitat. Yeah. yeah, their habitats as well that are protective and all of that. But most likely now an animal depending on which animal it is may return to that exact same spot to to mate and procreate but they're always spiffing up and birds are the, the most fascinating to watch on this mm -hmm. uh, a new nest they don't go back to the old nest because mm. it's old energy it's mm. already got you know the stuff from from last time they they gave birth to their their yeah. flock their brood whatever so there there's always a, a need for for reinforcing something that might be weak or bringing in some fresh you know energy twigs and things like that for the bedding um so that one the animals are safe they're protected they stay warm and that they will nourish and flourish in the environment in which they are living for the short time that they're there. And that's exactly what we're doing in feng shui. We are rebuilding their nest. This is a perfect time, by the way, um, is going back to maybe what um, your your parents did. I mean, I'm of that age group where we did a very big spring cleaning, top to top to bottom. We weren't really doing feng shui, but it is. But but we were unbeknownst to us, really. So yeah. it really is like, and this is also a great opportunity to go through your entire environment and what is no longer serving you. Thinking about that nest analogy. <laughs> there are certain things that you do not need to pull into the upcoming year. So it it whether you say you have time or not, um, I would look at that that comment before I would, you know, like look at all of your habits and where you are spending most of your time. This this I, I believe should be a priority for everyone right now is to really assess their space, 
like get things out of your, your environment that no longer serve you and really take your printing shears and, and, and edit out things, people, systems, um, you know, getting rid of that clutter. If you need to hire someone, hire someone to help you out. But, but, and especially I would do it in those three areas. Um, number one, I would do the, the North, South and Southeast access. And then if you are going to be doing anything in the East or the North West, where we have those challenging energies, do it before February the 4th, because after it's going to be too dangerous to do that. So do that first, if you will, and then do the North, because you can do the North, South, uh, Southeast access truthfully throughout the year, but I'd like to do it. Like I'm in the process of doing that right now myself as I, I reset my spaces. I like doing it this time of year because you know, then I'm starting with a fresh slate. It's just like, I've got a fresh canvas now. What am I going to create? It's a great time to activate those goals. Um, and being in those spaces, whether it's in your office or not, um, in other parts, if you've got a home office and you're just go into those areas and spend time there. So here's another thing that people get a little bit, uh, in my opinion, get wrapped up in is that their office is set up and they're not going to change it because it's not convenient. Well, then you really are asking for old energy and old patterns, old karmic loops to continue to resurface in your life. And, and so being a little bit creative and have fun with it. Um, that's the thing that I would really encourage people to do is while you're doing this spring cleaning, look at it as a blessing. You're blessing your space. Open up those windows and, you know, put on some, you know, put in some fresh, fresh newness into the space and really let that energy flow in and out through your space. Do this on February 4th and even on February the 5th and get some of that new rabbit energy circulating into the space invited in and and start working on your goals so because you do feng shui does not mean in any shape or form you need to stop taking action this augments right or your 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 uh due diligence of of taking action towards your goals yes thank you and when one of the things i found i do um work with my space in what I call zones and each zone has an element of the five elements. Right. And I do um, a form of Qigong inside the space. And so I would say um, you can move your elements and space, but also it's what you're doing in the space, how you're moving, what your intention is that if you, if you don't have a Qigong practice, there are very uh simple easy to do practices online oh my gosh amazing energy gong means work so when we move in to a space and do qigong we we it's like doing a cleansing on the space it's like giving the space a shower it's you're not physically moving objects but you're energetically moving stagnant energy out just by the way you move your body through that space and with your intention of course so I feel like that's just another invitation to bring this yin energy in is that it's not just the structure of the architecture, but the quality of the space in it. And we have some um, influence over that by how we interact with, it's not empty, it's full of life force energy. Yes. We're always interacting. So yeah, I feel like that that is um, something we can do every day. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I love Qigong. I've been doing it for years. I um, I totally agree because they're they're the same systems, like you said. It's five elements and chi flow, and and um, so this is also you know based on what you just said as well. 
um, it, with the five elements and the five elements are from the system I use. I'm not sure if you use the same, but it's wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. Um, some people um, talk about air, air is wood. It, it would be a wood energy, if you will. And starting in February, we are going into the wood energy where we'll be leaving at the end of January. We're going to be leaving the water energy and it's a water rabbit year so the next time the water is going to come in to um the the chart if you will will be in december and next january so the one of the most predominant elements of the annual chart of the water rabbit is actually wood so doing wood type activities are going to be very important um, doing a cleanse this time of year would be um, prescribed. It would also be um, doing something creative. These, this is, these are the kernels of your innovation that you're going to be planting those seeds. Hopefully you've already got them planted. So they're already ready to sprout up and get going. But if you haven't, there's time right now. What are your goals for 2023? And get those activated. This is great time for the next couple of months is to connect with people. That's what wood is about. It's about connecting. It's also about learning. It's teaching. So, you know, I know a lot of people are struggling right now um, just because of what's happening in the economy, um, you know, kind of that ever never ending um, pandemic um, that, you know, we're still dealing with with that. And we will be for quite some time, astrologically speaking. It's not going to just magically go away. Um, it's it, it, you know, it. it it, it is something that we do have to um, be aware of, but it could be a great time to learn something new because wood is going to be very supportive of that, of learning something new. And what I would say, if you are going to be in that or hone a skill that you already have and become an expert at it, really, really like dive deep and become that that strong expert and that's where i think it could help you um or you know your your listeners i think it would help you know to hear kind of some of these when you're going with the flow of the seasons that's also um a rhythm that i i would like people to think about as well so mm -hmm. eating a little bit starting to eat a little bit lighter those cleansing springtime foods um, eat with the seasons um, and you'll be a lot healthier and you'll be more vibrant because you're getting those those seasonal nutrients in your in your body. Um, so mm, thank you for that. Yeah, very much. Um, living according to nature because we are nature, really going back to nature, our nature, not that we've ever left it, but our perception of being separate from it. I don't know. I think a lot of people have left it. I, I do believe I don't know that we can as a life form. We are it. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, yeah. we connecting, we just connecting. But that would be a good thing to do as well is get outside, um, get your get get bare feet if it's, you know, a safe place for you to do that. And 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 just get your get your toes grounded into the earth and connect with the earth get that grounding um if you ever are feel off kilter is right. go and connect with nature and and if it's not something you do intuitively get it in your calendar yeah. to um to make yourself a nature date um take a sketchbook with you or a writing pad and and just be in free flow play a little bit that's mm -hmm. what this year is calling you to do um, because we, 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 we have some nice big work, um, ahead of us. It's not that this is a year where we go, oh, okay, well, this is like that gap year. No, it's a very important year of planning, strategizing and living your chart to the fullest. And obviously, you know, you're much more than your year of birth. So finding out what those other animals are will certainly help, um, drive informed decisions for you. Yeah, thank you for that. And I was reading in your bio about um, that you've studied Chinese metaphysics. And so I wonder 
um, if you want to say anything about that, if we haven't already talked about it and how that comes into your work. Well, so, you know, when I, when I, when, when I started studying uh, feng shui, I, I have to be very honest with you. I was studying what was available here in the United States. And that was, that was back in the late nineties. And there really wasn't a lot available. The didn't, diamond. You, you didn't diamond. know what you don't know, right? It's like how you found the Egyptian modality. Like, you know, it took some, some steps to get there. That wasn't the first thing that landed in your plate, right? So then I, uh, then I decided that I was going to start studying and, and I was studying truthfully, just feng shui. It was a modality that was a standalone service. And, but I was finding and it's what, you know, what people will, will call like, you know, form school or, you know, the Bagua system, yeah. which, you know, that really, um, once I started looking, really looking into this and, and, and I, I feel I'm very fortunate that I can commune with the universe and I get messages. I just ask and, you know, that's, that's a, that's a practice skill though, that if you don't feel like you have that, but I feel like my intuition is, 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 is at a nice level. And so I, I actually got this message to interview some masters. So I did do that. And that's where I found classical feng shui, which took me to Asia to study. And that's where we started bringing in things like your birth chart. So every space is individual. There is no one space. It's like the snowflake. There is no one space that is the same, even if it had the same builder, the same um, housing development, if you're in one of those types of situations, because <clears throat> slightly your space is going to be influenced by the land specifically that you're on. Even if it's in the same neighborhood, you might have undulations that other people have. You might have sunken areas that other people um, have. And slightly your directions are going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be different people that occupy the space, et cetera. So everyone is unique. Every single one is unique. They don't exactly come together um, even from the exact same floor plan. Mm -hmm. Therefore, there's a different reading um, in, in the analysis of the space. And what are you going after? Um, that's another important thing to understand about feng shui is like, you have to have like, what do you want? What are you even feng shuiing for? So that might be for another, another discussion. But then I also discovered the grandmaster that I was working um, with um, at the time had said to me, um, have I, have I, have I done much with date selection? It's called Zeri, but basically it's favorable timing to take the right action at the right time based on your birth chart. And he said, Kathleen, I guarantee you, if you start using, uh, what's called the Tongshu, that's a, that's a, a calendar, a Chinese calendar, you will transform the lives of yourself and others. So I, I dealt, I dove into that as well. That's awesome. I'm sorry. Okay. So I apologize then, for the interruption. Oh, that's okay. So then that last piece that I incorporated into my toolkit was, um, it's in, in Chinese, it's called Qimin Dunja. And I, one of the things that I did for my clientele is I translated everything into standard business English. So I call it universal gateway, but basically that is the spiritual side, the very spiritual side um, of, and the mother load, if you will, of all of the systems, mm -hmm. because you are, you, you're using your body as the antenna mm -hmm. and you will put it in a certain direction to uh again to commune with the universe and and ask questions and uh, manifest and it is an incredible tool to to look at to look at to see if you're on the right track so there is actually a chart an hourly chart a daily chart a monthly yearly chart just like a birth chart would be 
but it's a different system, but it's still, again, based on the five elements and chi flow and all of that. But you can also use this for strategies. You've got a launch coming up or um, you, you want to see if something that you're engaged in, um, it, it could be a project or whatever, and it seems to be like not going well, you can pull a universal gateway chart and, and then you can do a reading on that, or it's me doing the reading of an interpretation, what a person's blind spots could be, or where are the opportunities that they might be missing. Um, but blind spots can take a person down because they're not seeing maybe something that's right in front of them, or maybe even something that's invisible, but a chart will, will reveal that. So again, it's using these, these tools to help people make informed decisions so that they have uh, an easier time with life because life is messy. I mean, it, it can be very messy. So this helps smooth out some of the wrinkles. And um, so I use all four of those systems. And then, you know, as we talked about before, I also use Qigong for the mental physical flow as well. Um, I have to admit, I haven't really used it for the space and I'm definitely going to try that. So thanks for that tip. I always learn something every day. So, and that's also, and that's also, I think an important thing to, to say is try to improve yourself, you know, that 1% every day. And that is a tip that I will take to the bank. I think it's a great idea. Um, I use other space clearing um, modalities as well, but from the Chinese metaphysical, um, um, those are the ones that I that I use. And acupuncture, I do. Um, I definitely do acupuncture as well because that gets um, qi flowing as well. But you know that most most of the time is going to involve um, you know me an acupuncturist. I mean, I can do some acupressure points, but you know, to getting a full treatment, um, you, you, you go with the professionals. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I have for you. Well, thank you. That's beautiful. And it reminds me when you were talking about using the body as an antenna, as some of the practices we do in the biogeometry with our personal wavelength use a lot of radiosteziology. It's like um, divination working with um, pendulums to detect specific energies in the space and redirect them or um, upgrade them. And so um, I love that all of this is becoming like the invisible is becoming tangible, even though it's not physical there. We have tangible ways of working with this and it's, it's something that's been known and done throughout history and it's becoming um, popular again because of the necessity as we make this transition into whatever's replacing what's now and obviously we're in a big year um, a big cycle of letting go of the old as you said and welcoming in the new yeah. And, and I believe that, you know, like yoga, yoga went when it came to the to the Western world, it was like, oh, so, you know, like just just the sort of weird, um, you know, it, you know, modality that came out of East Asia. Um, and now, my gosh, it's like, you know, an absolute household word. Almost everyone has done some form of yoga or stretching or something, and knowing how. And and that is my hope that that you know that feng shui. And I'm going to say classical feng shui because I practice both modalities. I, I'm I, I would love to see it become as mainstream um, and people starting to realize the importance. Uh, that that your space has an impact, um, good or bad, on your life, and just being a bit mindful of how you set your space up, and and of course, you know, looking at your true potentials and living them. Um, I, I think you know that's a study worth worth um, knowing on everyone's personal level of what their capacity is, and then go for it. Yeah, well, I really appreciate that you keep bringing this into people's awareness and business and personal, because we are a creative movement and our space is reflecting that or not. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, well, I'm on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing great. And I appreciate you uh, stopping by to share your wisdom with us today, Kathleen. 
And uh, I'll put said. all the links to your website and everything you mentioned in the description. And um, yeah, I look forward to hearing more about what you're up to and staying in touch with your newsletter. Just really well, see the quality you. you put into everything. It's really impressive. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in. And I hope you apply the wisdom that Kathleen has shared with us and um, bring forth some prosperity in your life and good fortune. Bye for now.